1: and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to The Second Stage with your hosts Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here's Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second stage. It's Brendan Anderson and Jeff Cadlick.
3: Brendan, Brendan, Brendan. This yeah. is uh, this is uh, a good day because we're talking to the great Renee Bohr of EOS.
2: We got a lot of. We got. I'm not sure it's a long history, but we've got a very interesting history with Renee. Yeah. And yeah. and I think I think uh, you know the we use the evolution of Jeff and Brennan's thinking was uh, was largely uh, kicked in the stomach from a meeting we had with Renee last fall last summer kind of beginning of last fall or is it two falls ago I can't remember.
3: No, it was uh, it was before the BMW classic at Conway Farms. I know so but it was, was
2: last September.
3: So that's kind of fall ish beginning of fall come on man It'd be a little yeah. more
2: kind of mysterious a little more mysterious than
3: specific so, do you want to tell everybody about our first meeting with Renee Bohr?
2: Well, I was wondering if we want to do that now or whether we want to do that with him on the phone so he can try to remember or try to correct our recollection. Because I know, I don't know, you're going to find this hard to believe, Jeff, but we were a
3: little foggy that morning. <laughs> That never happens. That never yeah. happens. Well, then let's do what we normally do. We're going to circle back to the previous show with our guest, Andrew Coleman of Jones-Lang LaSalle. Uh, and the show was about um, office space uh, uh, and and lease negotiation. Um, and, I again, I thought it was very, very helpful. And, again, the thing that, if I recall from the conversation, it was a big surprise is really – yeah, you know, there's much more to their job than just simply negotiating a contract and looking for space. They really have to go through a needs-based analysis with their client uh, before they can really even start their search. Yeah, just really letting the client figure out what they,
2: what they need and what they may want and the other options available out there um, – you know, Jeff, it's interesting. The most of the questions that we got on the uh, on the web, and you know, kind of after the show, were regarding long-term leases. That most entrepreneurs are afraid to sign the long-term leases, and what do you do if you if you don't want to sign a lease, and so forth. And I think that that, that plays a lot into what um, what Andrew was was telling us, which was that even though if you sign a long-term lease, if you're thinking about it farther far enough in advance, that there are other options. You know, you, maybe you're in for three or four or five years, but you're growing, um, and, and you're out there trying to figure out how to how to best react to that. So it's, yes, you're locked in for that three to five years, but if you have the right representation out there and you're thinking this stuff through and you've got the plan that you and I talk about every single week,
3: um, the, the it may not be as ironclad as it may seem, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And his big theme was be proactive, not, not reactive. Uh, and I think one of the other concepts that I thought he touched on, uh, pretty well was the whole idea that there's a lot more to, you know, the actual cost of lease not just what you're paying per square foot for the lease, the space within your your office building. There's a lot of common area maintenance, you know, so on and so forth that you need to protect yourself with. Uh, You know, if the building is not managed, you know, efficiently, you know, it's high cost space, you know, inefficiently uh, laid out, so on and so forth. All of that can drive up the costs of your actual effective ownership or lease Leasing of a, a particular space.
2: I it's uh, all that stuff just makes my mind spin, Jeff. And you know, I've only had like six Red Bulls, so I need to get a couple more before I fully <laughs> grasp all that stuff. But, that, but that's but that's why you have Andrew. And 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 you know, I, I keep going back to. And I know we talked about this you know, last week, which was it's all about how can you quickly inexpensively be- become a person that can make an informed decision have the data that you need to drive that sort of stuff and 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 really uh for everybody to become an expert at everything including leasing space
3: just doesn't make any sense so yeah and particularly if the landlord is paying for the the broker as opposed to the tenant Uh, you know, this is really just kind of free advice. So uh, I think what we're both concluding once again is when you've got something that's relatively complicated, particularly when uh, you're going to have to pay uh, nothing or next to nothing to have that service, then uh, it's only uh, upside from there. And we would encourage you to seek out a, a commercial uh, broker. Again, our guest last week was Andrew Coleman, Senior Vice President, Jones Lang LaSalle. Uh, you know, we encourage you to, to uh, get in touch with him. Uh, uh, if uh, you're considering any kind of uh, a a move. So with that, we're going to turn our attention to this week's topic, which is uh, keep it simple, common frustrations around meetings, and now that level 10 meeting can help. The level 10 meeting, Brendan, as you know, is part of the entrepreneurial operating system, uh, otherwise known as EOS, and something that Renee Bohr is a certified implementer of.
2: As you know, we work with Renee and in, in one of our, our portfolio partners, And uh, but, but let me take this conversation just quickly, Jeff, to the meetings. Uh, you and I started Evolution in 2005 when it was just the two of us, and we slowly but surely uh, added some people, and we don't have a huge staff uh, or team, and um, I, I got to maybe kind of ask you what our meetings used to be like when we would sit there and uh, with you and me and the six or, six or seven other people, and we would just do what?
3: Well, I don't remember the meetings cuz I was texting and returning emails and taking phone calls the whole time. Yeah, but what was the topic of the you, you know the great news about those meetings Jeff was that the topics
2: never changed cuz we we reiterated and discussed and yes. beat up the same topics every single week and we would eventually make a decision to do something and we'd walk away and nobody would be held accountable for anything. And it was yes. And, and in a very very small company um it was amazing to think that we were as successful as uh, as we were um i also think you know, I, I think what, what what struck me when we when you and I decided to kind of uh, to refocus the company away from another process to EOS was just how wonderfully simple the whole process is, and it hit me uh, when I was talking to Renee the the other day that that the, the greatest part about this is simplicity, and 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 maybe Jeff talk briefly uh, about you know why simplicity drives value and why why when we see a company that's easy to understand you know how our how, how our attitude changes about that company
3: well you, you know uh it's like that whole keep it simple stupid kiss i mean you know that that really does um uh does it has this magical effect on on value because when you do keep it simple, you tend to have a more predictable business model. When you have a predictable business model, you've you've got more more value. When we're underwriting and looking at businesses, and they've got very well organized um, you know due diligence folder where they've got financials all organized in one place, they've got board meeting notes that are well articulated. You've got just a very well organized uh, business and you can see that they have been advancing the ball and they're not tackling the same you know 10 challenges that they were 3 years before and what we have found as you're pointing out in in taking on an, a process like this that that you do move forward uh, you're not having to tackle the same issues because this system drives accountability it drives transparency it systematizes almost every facet of the organization so that you, you there you really if you embrace it you can't fail and what do we say it works i mean that's literally the only thing you can say about it is it works
2: Jeff, I, as you know, I,
3: I did a lot of travel this week,
2: and I'm a little tired. And, and I know I say that every week when I'm sucking down my Red Bull, But uh, which I blame you, for, as you know, for, for putting me on to. But I visited a company this week that had six different classes of stock. Sick. <laughs> and. And, and I literally just you – know, when you sit down and try to ask them why they did this stuff, there really is no good reason. There's never a good reason to make something complex unless you're trying to work yourself around some something that, that – it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and so I think the thing that I I really enjoy about dealing not uh, not only with uh, Renee but the uh, um, the EOS process is just how wonderfully simple they've they've made almost all of the tools, all the whole process, and and by far this level ten meeting, which is. Um, I think uh, when I was talking to Renee earlier this week, we talked about how just implementing the level ten meeting um, structure uh, can be a, a, a game changer in a company, just because all the, you're forced to get stuff done, and you're forced to to keep things focused and specific. And and I, you know, and Renee is an absolute expert at this one of the one of the founders, or you know, kind of the the charter members of of EOS worldwide. So it's fantastic.
3: Yeah, so let me – you know, Renee Bohr is what we call a certified implementer of the Entrepreneurial Operating System or EOS and a charter member of EOS worldwide. He has over 30 years of experience as a franchisee, corporate officer, and business owner. He experienced firsthand the triumphs, trials, and tribulations faced by entrepreneurs, and I think because of that, he connects very, very well with small business owners. He's led over 150 full-day EOS sessions with leaders at 30 privately held companies. Companies, helping them to clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision, which is what we're talking about. And uh, Renee earned a BS in communication from – that's kind of funny. He's uh, an implementer and he got a major in BS, but we'll talk. I'll we'll ask him about that. <laughs> Do, uh, Do you have a BS or a BA? <laughs> You're a BS, aren't you? <laughs>
0: Anyways.
3: Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Okay. I'm not sure I graduated. Yeah. Uh, and uh, from the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point, he's an active blogger, speaker, and founder of a unique cycling event called the Sub 5 Ride that has raised over $250,000 for Parkinson's research, which I think is wonderful. Um, So uh, with that, and before we move out of this first segment, I, as always, want to thank McGladry uh, as our sponsor. Uh, they are the leading provider of assurance, tax, and consulting services focused on small and mid-sized businesses nationwide with more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. And with that, when we come back from uh, to into our second segment, we're going to have our guest, Renee Bohr of EOS, on, and we're going to talk to him about uh, how, to keep, how to keep it simple, common frustrations around meetings and how the Level 10 meeting can help. Thanks for tuning in to The Second Stage.
4: This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. Assurance, tax, consulting.
0: Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of The Costa Report, every Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. This week, my guest is outspoken former congressman and one of our country's most prominent gay public figures, Mr. Barney Frank. He'll be with us to talk about the Supreme Court's ruling on DOMA and how the Obama presidency is doing in its second term. Don't miss Barney Frank this Tuesday at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is
3: Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my partner, Brendan Anderson. Uh, like any forum, this show will be more effective and powerful if folks contribute their experiences and ideas. We invite you to continue the discussion from e- each week's show on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncp.com, and you can email us at the Second Stage at evolutioncp.com. Uh, we're here this week with our guest, Renee Bohr of EOS Worldwide, and our topic this week is really about Uh, the common frustrations around meetings and how the level 10 meeting can, can be of help. Welcome to the show, Renee. Thanks
5: Thanks for having me.
3: Hey, Renee, I, I I have
2: to smile. I, you know, and, and uh, Jeff and I talked about this a little bit in the first, in the first segment about the first time we all met. And, um, and and I and now we have our meeting rules on the on the wall of our our conference room, and we always work from the same agenda. But I uh, chuckle about how many of those meeting rules we met the very first time that we we didn't live up to uh, the first time we met you. And uh, for the listeners, just to kind of paint this picture, um, um, Jeff so my uh, partner in Chicago. Gene uh, Marino had set up a meeting that we could go through a a 90-minute meeting where where Renee we had our entire team in Chicago, and we're Renee would have about ninety minutes to um, to kind of talk about the EOS process, talk about how we could work together and, and uh and and, and really how the impact of the company and um you know, one of the uh one of the uh, the main rules is no electronics. And Jeff and I—well, I guess one is to be on time. And uh, Jeff and I were a little—it uh, was the night after a, a little more cocktails than Jeff and I are used to. And uh, we were we were not on time. We were not focused. We had our electronics, and uh, that's how Renee met Jeff and I. So uh, it's yeah. It was, a very,
5: sp- it was a very positive first impression.
2: We, Renee, we 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 fall into that trap every once in a while, especially when uh, somebody organizes a seven thirty meeting after uh, after a big night. But uh, yeah, I did want to start, Renee, and talk about um, those rules of a meeting. And and I gotta tell you, if you remember my face when you told me to put my eye or suggested that I put my iPad away, uh, I didn't believe it. But and I, you know, I I just it was. it kind of hit me the wrong way, if you can remember. And maybe we talk about the rules and talk about why those are important. Because I know we'll get into the common frustrations and what a Level 10 meeting is, but I just think that the rules are so powerful.
5: Yeah, when you think about it, uh, it's, it's just being respectful of each other. And if the purpose of a meeting is to solve issues and really get stuff done, people have to pay attention. And it's just so easy to get distracted by you know all the electronics that we have these days. And when you think about it, those are uh, intended to be aids, but they actually become hindrances.
2: And so, and so, one, you know, one of the foundations of a level ten meeting um, is that that people are are there, they're present, and they don't have their their electronics on and i got I got to tell you it was it was a shock for jeff and i when we when we looked at each other and realized that we couldn't take our cell phones into a meeting how how of entrepreneurs when you suggest that how does that typically go over
5: uh not real well so there's uh you know usually anywhere from shock to rebellion and i've had a couple of meetings where i have actually had to collect the devices but uh you know <laughs> people very quickly have uh, learned that they're far better, you know, without them. And, uh, it's, it's like turn the devices off, but switch your brains on. And it's amazing how much work you can accomplish in 90 minutes when, when people are really paying attention to each other and listening. And, and, and we've learned that here. <laughs> yeah, and
3: one of the things that surprised me, Renee, was when we we started this t- Level Ten meeting and the relief on everybody else's face in the office when they f- we were finally forced to put our our uh, our electronics down. They're like, "Oh my god, I can finally get something done!" And we're like, "Oh, we didn't realize it bothered you." And like, "Oh, absolutely, it bothered <laughs> us." To your point. Hey, let me- Hey, Jeff, just so I can get back to the agenda, I know – um,
2: let's, oh. let's kind of quickly, quickly get to the other rules. Um, and, and Renee, maybe talk briefly about no theory because I love that one too.
5: What was that now? No theory. Yeah, so you know the thing about uh, – that happens in a lot of meetings are, are people are, are speaking from theory, and this is all about getting people to really speak from experience. And so it's all real-world stuff. And I think that that definitely helps meetings along. And it's so, uh, rather than expounding theories, you know, we encourage people to ask questions.
2: And, and go from facts, and, and I think that that is one of the biggest time savers when we uh, we have the we have the uh, rules on, in our conference room actually written on the wall, and it's you know and, and everybody's guilty of eventually you know, of kind of going off on a theory, theoretical discussion, and it's, so it's just it, everybody's empowered to kind of call people out on the rules, and it, it really has helped streamline the meetings. One of the other things um, that that we have, obviously, is start and stop on time. And um, and this has been, I was a horrible violator of this. And maybe talk briefly about that one, uh, Renee.
5: Well, yeah, so let's just back up for a minute. Uh, You know, we've been calling this the level 10 meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason it's called a level 10 is, as you know, we have people, uh, after the meeting is in, is getting ready to conclude, we ask people to give some feedback and actually rate the meeting on a scale of 1 to 10. And uh, early on when I to talk with uh, prospective clients, I ask them how they would rate the effectiveness of their meetings. And rarely do people rate their meetings internally, the meetings they have as teams, as much better than a 3 or a 4. And so when I talk to them about a level 10 meeting and teaching them an agenda where they'll very quickly be rating their meetings a 10, they're a bit skeptical. But it's always amazing, uh, after people have done several of these, how quickly the ratings improve. So that's why it's called the level 10. Everybody gets there. Just out of curiosity, uh, Brendan and Jeff, how, how are you rating your meetings?
2: I actually just wrote this down. You're going to love this, Renee. I, it, you know, like like the other like an uh, an EOS uh, implementer um, or person that teaches. You know, I, I'm trying to get everybody rated a ten, and I have a, a stickler in my CFO who pretty much says the highest she can rate anything is a nine. And so we we normally have her at nine, and everybody else at either a nine or a ten. But everybody else will give a ten. What do you do about those people that that think a nine is a ten? Because I got a problem with that.
5: Yeah, well, and, uh, and a lot of people do. So uh, what I would tell her is, listen, the rating scale is 1 to 10, not 1 to 9. And is she from East Germany, just out of curiosity? Is she's is she kind of an East German Cleveland, judge. Cleveland, it's the same Oh, she's thing. from Cleveland. She's from the east yeah. side of Cleveland. So, yeah. you know, really, it, it's, it's, uh, the, the, people should be rating the meeting on how well people did in the meeting, working through the agenda, solving issues, and getting things done. And that ought to be the only uh, way they're rating the meeting. And sometimes people are rating the meeting based upon how they're feeling at the end. If they got beat up a little bit, they'll tend to rate it lower. But it's really uh, giving each other feedback on on how well people listened and participated and, and solved issues and got things done.
2: One of the things, one of the things I've done, Renee, and, 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 uh, and I, is at the end of a meeting when people would rate it an eight. And, and to answer your question, let me go to the. You asked the question specifically. We rated this stuff before we started a level ten meeting, and they were all threes and fours. I mean, and, and, and I probably was rating it a two or a three. Uh, I rarely walk out of a meeting now where I don't believe it was a nine and a half or a ten, just because of the use of you know, whether that ninety minutes was worth my time. And that's really, yeah. the, you know, did we get this stuff done? Did we stay on a, an agenda? And yep. the thing I fall yeah. back on is really when. Somebody rates it an eight or a nine. I basically say, look, you know, you're empowered to change, you know, to keep us on agenda. You're empowered to, to invoke any of the rules. You're empowered to call anybody out. And so, um, you know, it, we really it, it does fall on them to to raise their hand if they think the world, you know, the agenda's uh, you know off
5: track. So right, right. Well, congratulations. You know, you're
2: it's, almost there, right? <laughs> I, I almost is the you know. Hey, so so just to summary the rules that we have, and, and just so I can move on and, and try to get back to my agenda was really in the level ten the, the rules that we that we implement here, and I st- and I obviously stole them from um, from uh, Traction and uh, the entrepreneurial operating system was that there's no theory, there's no electronics, uh, there's there's one there's one mic, only one person can talk at a the time, there's no sidebars, you have to stay on the agenda, and there's the start and stop time, or you know you honor the start and stops. So, so you know, you're, if you're if it's a 90 minute meeting, you end on the you know before the 90th minute, and it has really uh, been a wonderful, wonderful thing. And uh, I you know I encourage anybody to you know to contact Rene, and we'll give you his contact information uh, before we leave here, or or uh, you know or to or to get a copy of the book, or to get on the website uh, and, and, um, and ask uh, and learn about this stuff. Renee, maybe just uh, uh, talk about some of the common frustrations around why meetings don't work. Um, most meetings that aren't, you know, that don't have a, a level ten agenda.
5: Well, you early on, I was listening, and you ticked off quite a few of these already. But think about most meetings; they're called at the last minute, and it's usually to fight a fire. Uh, they always start late. There's rarely an agenda. There's no stated objectives, uh, no purpose. There's no expected outcome, uh, and then usually they turn into informational data dump reviews. Uh, and then there's a lack of focus for all the reasons that you uh, that you already you know uh, talked about, which is the laptops and all the you know the smartphones and tablets. Uh, but people end up talking about symptoms without getting to the root cause. And so lots of times meetings turn into a marathon of how many issues can we tick off versus really digging deep and trying to get to a root cause. And, you know, and then what ends up happening is the meetings turn into a venue for handing out tasks. (laughs) And then the meetings always run late. And people leave the room without having a complete understanding of who's doing what. And that's some of the frustrations that I hear and I see all the time around meetings so within the wonderful world of VOS, you know, working with owners and leadership teams, you know, the first thing that we challenge people with is you really got to think about a good specific meeting pulse for your for you as a team that really helps you work both on the business and in the business. And so let me just talk about that for a second. On the business, we're encouraging leadership teams to meet on an annual basis for 2 days back to back, to meet quarterly for a full day meeting, and those meetings Five times a year are focused on the business, and then in the meantime, teams are meeting weekly for 90 minutes working in the business, and that's what we call the 90-minute meeting. So the five points of a great meeting, just as you mentioned, it's the same day each week, and it's the same time frame. So people just load in Monday morning, 9 o'clock, and hit forever on their Outlook calendar. It's always (laughs) the same agenda. It always starts on time and ends on time.
2: I, and I think the thing that that caught me uh, so off guard was just how the agenda never changes, and and it seems so weird to me that and and the way that I. I or we evolution has its meeting from nine to 1030 every Monday morning. And then from effectively 1045 until 1145, we have our, our marketing meeting. And I always chuckle because it's like we, they roll so fast into the next meeting, but we always start with the same agenda, which is always doing a check-in. And um, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a relief to know how to run the meeting. It's a relief to know how, you know, to, to take that burden away and to always know what, you know, what sh- that if you follow the agenda that all the objectives will be met. And it's, and maybe talk about, you know, kind of an entrepreneur's reaction to always having the same agenda to every meeting. And maybe talk about the agenda if you would
5: mind. Yeah, I could talk a little bit about, you know, we talked about what it is, but I can explain how it works and why it works. Uh, but first of all, getting back to that one agenda thing for just a minute, think about. How important it is to have repetition, to ma- uh, to master anything. Uh, you guys are at a golf game. You can bet that those golfers <laughs> got good because of repetition. They do the same thing over and over and over again. So it, you're thinking about a meeting and mastering uh, running a great meeting. It's a lot easier to do that when you're using the same agenda every single week. And so in the beginning, people feel a little awkward doing it. But uh, as one of my clients pointed out after about six meetings, it said, you know, think about how much better we are right now after six meetings. Imagine where we're going to be after 52 of these meetings. And it's just amazing to see how much better groups get at solving issues and getting things done. So if you'd like me to talk a little bit about kind of the psychology behind the meeting and how it flows, I'd be happy to do that.
3: Yeah, I think what we we do wanna cover that, but I think we're gonna take a break now and cover that in the third segment of our show. So we will be back uh, with the third segment of our show after a brief break from the second stage with our guest Renee Bohr of EOS Worldwide. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage.
4: together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of, a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business, the same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry, Assurance Tax Consulting.
1: If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Shube. Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned in to the second stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to one 866 472 5790 That's one 866 472 5790 Or send an email to the second stage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson.
3: Welcome back to the show, the second stage. This is our show, but it is a form, so we're looking for input from you so that we can benefit from everyone's experience. We're here with our guest, Renee Bohr, and we are of EOS Worldwide, and we're here talking about the common frustrations around meetings and how the level 10 meeting uh, can help. Uh, Renee Bohr can be found at Renee, Rene, R E N E, at tractionprocess.com. That's Renee Bohr. B-O-E-R uh, and the email address is R-E-N-E at com. and Rene again thank you for being on the show you know we are big um, advocates of the level 10 meeting and one of the questions that I had for you was one of the things that's part of the standard agenda is the segue that you, you start the meeting with, with good news and, and what is the thought process behind that?
5: Yeah so The meeting starts by uh, every, you know, just going around the table, and everyone shares good news, personal good news, and professional good news, and that really sets the tone for the meeting. And at first, people are very awkward, feel very awkward about sharing personal good news, and uh, it's amazing when you get in the flow of that. People really start learning things about each other. Uh, You know, I've worked with teams that had worked together for years and never knew the most basic things about each other's personal lives and what they were going through. So that really helps build better communication and team health. And it also helps people celebrate some wins. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in business and to be able to start a segue off with someone sharing a win that happened during the previous week is just really, really positive. So it gets the meeting off on a positive start. So the, the Segway the segue is, is just critical. And, and
3: I think that that's that's great logic, and I agree with that. But I'll, I'll I'll be the first to admit that Monday mornings I struggle with. I'm not a Monday morning guy. It takes me you know some time to get into. And also, I want people to kind of be on task, and so I tend to use that little segue. I misuse it probably in the eyes of a level ten meeting by just kind of. Moving through good news and just kind of pointing out that you know we've got a lot to get done, uh, and I'm anxious to get started with the meeting. Is it, how am I hurting the the meeting by doing that?
5: Yeah, so uh, you need to go out to the woodshed and and be thrashed is what <laughs> happening. No, so so the you know when you think about uh, one of one of the things I said earlier, people feel a little bit awkward about it but think about how important it is to allow people to uh to share some wins. Uh, it sets the tone and you still have 85 minutes to get things done. And we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> but that segue uh is, you know, what I tell people to do with a segue honestly for people who struggle with coming up with good news is to plan the good news they want to share at next year's meet at next week's meeting. And so uh, you just get people thinking ahead. So when I get the next Monday morning's meeting at 9 o'clock, what's the good news that I want to share with, with Jeff and Brendan and the rest of the team? Hmm. That makes it even good. more powerful. So you get, you get to the yep. point where you can't wait to hear what's going to happen in the Segway. <laughs>
3: I'm not sure anybody in this office wants to know what I do with my private <laughs> time. But that that'll be another
5: discussion Every, for another Everybody show.
2: but everybody but you, Jeff.
3: Everybody <laughs> but you.
2: You know, that's good.
5: You're more yeah, curious but,
3: than anything
2: else. Yeah, so Jeff yeah. Jeff is
5: all knuckles and know how. Is that it in the meetings? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty okay. much. All right. Pretty much. So so the next part of the meeting, you know, if I if I can here is is the review. So this is a chance to just uh very quickly go through uh, things that are going to give us a sense of how things are going now. So the first one is the scorecard, and those are the weekly activities that we're measuring and tracking that give us a real sense of, of how well we're doing, uh, gives us a pulse on the business, and lets us identify issues while they're still relatively small. And so in the scorecard review, it's just anything that's, uh, that's off is dropped to the issues list. So there's always a tendency for people to want to start, you know, offering, you know, rationale for the numbers, but the idea here is any number that's off track, you just drop it down to the issues list. And then the next thing you review are the rocks, and rocks would be another great topic in terms of simplifying. But rocks are essentially the the priorities that were set for the 90-day period. And so any rock that's off track gets dropped to the issues list, and then the next thing that's reviewed are Headlines, so these are customer and employee headlines, and there's usually some issues that will come out of that. Uh, like we could be at risk with a client, or we have an issue with an employee that we need to be talking about. So that's part of that, re- that review, and it goes very, very quickly, we're not discussing anything, we're not talking about anything, we're just identifying issues and dro- dropping them to the issues list. And then the last thing that we're going to review before that issues list is what's last week's uh, list of to-do items. So coming out of the meeting is always uh, tasks that have to be completed in the next seven days. So at this point in the meeting, we're just reviewing last week's to-do list and asking whether they were done or not done. And done is done by that meeting. So if it's going to get done later the day in the day, that's not done. So that now starts building a discipline that we're going to do what we say we're going to do. And so at this point in the meeting, you now have a pretty uh, robust issues list. And before diving into that issues list, the person leading the meeting asks, are there any more issues that needs to be solved today? And that's the key phrase. Are there any issues that need to be solved today versus are there any issues that we need to talk about? (laughs) Because people love to talk. (laughs) <laughs> Let's get people focused on solving issues. So then it's it's time to review that issues list, so we prioritize the issues. And I would just have you write on a slip of paper, if you would, uh, IDS. Make a big I, a small d, and a big S. So the big I is identify, the small d is discuss, and the big S is solve, which means that we're spending most of our time identifying the issue once it's identified, we don't need a whole lot of time to discuss it, and then we can give it a thoughtful solution, which is usually either a decision yes or no, or a task that needs to be completed in the next seven days. And then after that, we, we move to conclude the meeting. So we've now taken about an hour of the meeting. So Jeff, there's plenty of time to, to solve <laughs> issues, so you got about an hour to look at that issues list and solve the most pressing issues. And then in the Could conclusion, it
2: be, yeah, it's yeah,
5: recapping the to-do list, the cascading message, feedback on the meeting, and a rating, and we're done in ninety minutes.
2: And and, and maybe maybe talk briefly, uh, and then I want to go back to the uh, to the IDS or writing down the issues. But talk about why it's important to to rate a meeting at the end.
5: Yeah, so there's nothing like a hard cold number that gives everybody a, a real sense of the meeting. Because if you're, all you're asking for is feedback, people will say things like, yeah, it was a pretty good meeting today, or yeah, great meeting. Oh, yeah, we you know, really felt good. But when you ask for a number and someone says, hey, it was a really great meeting, I give it a 7, that allows you to ask the question. So, okay, I understand you're 7, but what would a 10 of look like? What, what was missing in today's meeting? now you're asking somebody for some very specific feedback on what it would take for that meeting to have been a 10 and that might be a good uh, a good challenge for the person that's rating your meeting a 9 all the time
2: <laughs> yeah. well yeah it's i uh, i've i've asked i've asked those questions and so and the answers change from you know one person wasn't there to uh sure. you know we didn't have enough issues on the issues list to i mean it's you know it's it's yeah, tangent. Tangent, tangents or and that's a legitimate one. I think that you know that. But anyway, hey, Renee, I, I did want to talk about you know the um, one thing that was confusing to me when when I first started learning the level ten was you know when they talk about dropping it down to these and 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 and. and, and and to me, um, you know, I just want to I'll clarify for the audience: is it really is as you're working through the beginning part of an agenda, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, the, the scorecard, the the rock review, the headlines. If, if if somebody has a question or a concern or something that they want to discuss, it's 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 creating a list of things that that need to be discussed or that they want to be discussed. And we we, uh, we have a wonderful uh, wall; it's a whiteboard in our in our uh, conference room. And we literally just we, we have a running issues list and so it's it's really kind of getting all the issues out in a in a big open forum and then once you start disc, you know so so it so it gives everybody the opportunity if they have an issue if they have a concern if there's something on their mind they have now the the mechanism to to get it out in front of everybody and maybe talk about how and i think that was the that's the single best realization for a level 10 meeting that i at least in my mind it it puts the power in everybody's hands
5: Yeah, and so, you know, we can't solve issues that we don't know about. uh, But to have people feel comfortable getting the issues on a list and putting them on a whiteboard, that's even better so everybody can see them, is uh, you've now created some real transparency. And so, you know, people people know that once it's on the list, you're going to get to it eventually. It may not get solved uh, this week. It may not get solved next week. But everybody's aware of those issues. And then when you're in that quarterly meeting, that's a chance to take a, whole, uh, take a look at that whole list and kind of reset it a little bit. Because some of those issues get cleaned up just by virtue of some of the bigger issues that are getting solved. Mm-hmm. And some of them you look at and say, boy, there's a lot of things in common here. And that's fertile ground for creating rocks for the next quarter.
2: And just just so that the audience can can almost visualize this and and i and I, I'm, I almost as we 're talking, I visualize it in the evolution uh, kind of uh atmosphere if you will the you, so, so you're working through the meeting, and, and, and somebody says that uh, you know my my goal was to have eight uh, new deals log last week, and 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 I only had four. And so if if, if that consistently happens, what happens is, is you, we write that on the board, and, and we, we we don't sit there and debate or discuss it at that at the time that we're reviewing the rock or reviewing the 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 the. the, the or even a to do. I was supposed to have something done two weeks in a row, and I didn't get it done. That goes to the list. It goes on the list, which then lets everybody focus on, you know, why. What is the real issue? Is mm-hmm. uh, this, this thing getting done? And maybe Renee, talk about, you know, most management teams' ability to get to issues, and maybe and maybe dig around a little bit about how sometimes we the issue isn't what we think it is.
5: Uh, so this is getting to the root cause, and oftentimes and. You know, and this is one of the reasons why meetings fall apart, is everybody wants to start solving issues right away. And now we're, we're into the solve mode without really understanding uh, what it is for solving. And then the other thing that happens is people start throwing all sorts of stuff on the table about that issue, and everybody starts talking at once. So to just slow it all down and say, wait a minute, let's all get on the same page with what the issue is. And before you let anybody get too deep into any kind of a discussion or even suggesting a, a solution, make sure that everybody—you got five people in the room or six people in the room—everybody's crystal clear on the issue that's being solved, and you got to be willing to drill down. So just asking the, the you know, asking why a few times helps the group drill down deeper into that issue.
2: All right, Renee. I, I've done my ceremonial talk too much again, but I do want to get to why this works because it really does. So maybe you spend a, a, a minute or two talking about why this works.
5: Why the level ten works? Yes. Yeah. So the uh, it works because you're you're creating a situation where you're going to have better communication. You're going to have increased accountability, and as I mentioned earlier. Uh, by the mere fact that you're putting all those issues on a whiteboard for everybody to see, you've now created an environment where people are being open and honest, and there's high levels of trust, and that starts to develop some healthy conflict. And you've got to have healthy conflict to drill down to the real root cause of the issue. So. There's no magic to it. I, I, it works because you've got repetition. We're following the same agenda. After a while, everybody gets into the flow of the meeting, and everybody knows the reason we're here today is we're here to solve issues and to get stuff done. And it's that peer to peer accountability that, that becomes a very, very powerful thing.
3: Thank you. Well, and we found it does work, and, Renee, we are out of time, but we really appreciate you, you coming on our show this week and, and uh, sharing uh, as a professional or a certified implementer uh, the benefits of the Level 10 meeting.
5: You're welcome. It was my pleasure.
3: And with that, we're going to take another short break here uh, with at the second stage, and we'll be back to wrap things up with some actual ad- advice for for this week. Take care, and uh, uh, we'll talk to you after the segment. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business.
1: In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait, they just go for it.
4: Assurance Tax Consulting.
1: You are tuned into The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to The Second Stage at EvolutionCP.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson.
3: Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my partner, Brendan Anderson. Thanks for tuning in to the show about small business best practices. Uh, this week's show, uh, Keep It Simple, Common Frustrations Around Meetings and How the Level 10 Meeting Can Help with our guest, Renee Boer. That's B-O-E-R. Uh, he can be found at Rene, R-E-N-E, AttractionProcess.com and uh, he is a certified implementer of the entrepreneurial operating system and a charter member of EOS worldwide uh, you can also find him at 708-369-8190 that's 708-369-8190 and uh, or you know the official website is also tractionprocess.com but you probably figured that out from his email anyway uh, what a great show yeah, Jeff. You know, I I almost want to apologize to the uh, to
2: listeners because I, I feel like there's uh, we di- I didn't probably coordinate that as well. I, obviously, it's a a topic I'm extremely excited about, and I feel like does in fact change the outlook of companies. And um, I just encourage people to uh, to to buy the book Traction um, and, and read it to get on uh, eosworldwide.com and, and learn about it. It really is about simple, simple, simple. And you talk about the, the goal of just going into a meeting and just trying to solve the issues that are stopping the company from moving forward. Good God, what a what a what a wonderful thing if you can get that done!
3: You know, it's interesting, Brent. I shared with you earlier this afternoon. Over the last couple of weeks, I've had meetings with entrepreneurs that have expressed a lot of frustration that their goals. Uh, for this year, we're the same as last year, we're the same as the year before, and it's this whole uh, you know, groundhog's day, so to speak, of, of not making progress. And uh, as you talk to them about uh, uh, what's going on in their organization and so on and so forth, you quickly realize how many businesses that are successful businesses like we mm-hmm. were before we started Traction or EOS, uh, that they need this. Um, and so uh, I, I – again, I recommend everyone reading Traction as well. G- Jeff, I, I think we also need to stress you and I
2: talk so much about what's happening with, with evolution and we just assume that everybody else is is hearing this and, and so forth. And a lot of times we'll, we'll work on a, on a new opportunity and you and I are, are – are, talking afterwards, feeling like things went absolutely smoothly. And, and then we get to our Monday morning meeting and they've put uh, – our, our uh, team have put you know, issues up that we didn't follow a process or we didn't keep them informed or we didn't do something that you and I – you know it's amazing how even in a small team environment that, that we're called out not because they want to pick on us but because they want, we want to do it better the next time.
3: Well, I tell you, uh, and you, I have to admit, drug me into this one a little bit. Uh, This is something that you were pushing for. And I I have to tell you that it has certainly elevated the play of the people within the organization. They feel empowered. They're excited about the meetings. They feel like we're making progress. They feel like we're being transparent. They feel like they know what's going on. And as you pointed out, you and I felt like we were being entirely clear (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and in our minds, we were. And, uh, you, you know, it you get through a couple of these meetings and you realize how frustrated people were around you unintentionally. Uh, but this again, they've thought through every element of the entire Organization and the level ten meeting is just one of those things where just little things about the segue. I mean, uh, I just think that's an, it. Just they've thought about you know why it's important to start a meeting that way or why to end it with a rating because it forces the discussion as to why did you give it that number
2: think how empowering it is when you as a, 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 any member of a team can, can, can influence the, the agenda, what's, in, what's being talked about. You can, you can raise your hand and say, I don't appreciate or, you know, I, this is, this is not as we discussed it, that we didn't follow the process here. Um, and then at the end of a meeting say, I don't, I'm not happy with, or I'm, I'm extremely happy or not happy with, with how you, we conducted this meeting. And, um, it, it, it's, uh, Again, I, I think we go back to the term, you know the the phrase simple. It is simple. It is straightforward. It is easy to understand. It provides a venue for people to get their agendas out, and it's it provides it it provides for um, an accountability also where you know in the meetings if somebody says they're going to get something done, we write it down and we hold them accountable for it. And if somebody says that they're you know that that uh, uh and, and, and and we we go back and we know that w- that when people are getting the stuff done they say they're going to get done that the company moves forward at a much much faster rate and and there's something else very important here that where that Renee mentioned that you know it's things that you that you're going to try to get done in the next week and i think it's important to realize that that this is all about timing this is you know focusing on things that can we get done this week or things we can get done this quarter and limiting to the limiting the efforts and energies of the organization to those things that can be done in those in those time frames and it's liberating.
3: it literally it saves time Well and it because it is transparent and uh, like he said, the scorecard is about tracking the to- do's and if you didn't meet your goal, you get called out because it's on the on the wall. Uh, you know I don't think every organization's draconian and we aren't either, but you certainly it's obvious that you didn't get your job done. But
2: and by the same breath, what our goal is to get ninety percent of our to-dos done, and you know, in in at least fifty percent of our quarterly rocks, because our rocks are very aggressive, and a lot of the things are beyond your control. But as we all know from EOS, you got to take responsibility for even the things beyond your control. So uh, it, it it's uh it's it's wonderful, and I think it, as importantly, it's neat to see uh, our comp a. Our portfolio partners, when they embrace how wonderful it's been for them too, for, you know, working from afar. And secondly, how much more confidence level this the the management teams have in their teams when this is in process because they know that they've got a pulse they know that they've got a system to introduce new concepts new ideas new thoughts and make sure that the, that there's no distractions make sure that there's no um things that get the, the, the things that grab the energies and pull you away from the most important stuff that the that, that can be done this week or this
3: quarter and move yeah, and the last thing i'll say and it, Yeah, and the last thing I'll say before we move into passion for possibilities is, you know, you get to the point where the organization is is moving on all cylinders that you don't have time to worry about what other people are doing and you just trust the system. I mean, I've gotten my nose out of more meetings simply because I don't have time and I've got to hit my to-dos and my rocks because that's what I'm responsible for. And so it kind of cuts down on all the – the, the, the noise and the jibber jabber and the wasted time. So with that, Bro, I'm gonna give you a few seconds uh, to get ready for Passion for possibilities, although I bet you're probably ready. Uh, we hope everyone enjoyed I'm today's I'm show and oh, that's that shocks me. Uh, I've got one yeah. though. If you if you need a backup, I've got okay. one. We hope you have I enjoyed do. today's show and join us again next Week <laughs> next Monday at five o'clock Eastern, uh, two o'clock Pacific, and uh, you know we're diving into small business best practices each week, and I hopefully you're you're enjoying them. What is you have thirty seconds?
2: I was just going to say simple simple rocks. That's all I got. Simple rocks.
3: And I agree with that, and I was also going to say it works because that's the only way to explain uh, EOS. With that, folks, uh, have a great week and have passion for possibilities and think about what your organization could be uh, and look forward to, to next week. Thanks for tuning in to The Second Stage.
1: Thank you for tuning in this week to The Second Stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on The Voice America Business Channel.